This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. Welcome to 1001 Radio Crime Solvers Podcast. This is your host, John Hagedorn, and we want 1001 Radio Crime Solvers to be your favorite place to go to enjoy a great mix of vintage detective shows from the golden age of radio. The scripts were great, the action was hot, and even the old commercials are enjoyable. And now, another episode of 1001 Radio Crime Solvers is ready to go. Enjoy! Adventures of the Saint, starring Vincent Price. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes to radio, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor Vincent Price as The Saint. Hello. Who is... Oh. How is my favorite shipboard acquaintance this evening? Oh, Simon, you, you startled me. I can hardly see you through the fog here on deck. Oh, yes, it is getting thicker, isn't it? <laughs> but I suppose it's to be expected. Last night, nature went on a binge of moonshine, and this is her foggy morning after. Oh. <laughs> Only it's evening. How can you tell through the fog? <laughs> but you know, you have a very pretty laugh, Barbara. I'll listen for it in all of your pictures from now on. Thank you, Simon. But I'm... I'm not going to make any more pictures. I'm retiring. Retiring? At the peak of your career? I'm just tired of pictures, that's all. Barbara, you'll never be able to run away from it. What do you mean? I'm referring to whatever it is that frightens you. Why don't you tell me about it, Barbara? There's nothing to tell. I'm I'm tired. I I need a rest. Please, Simon, don't make me talk about it. There's some things that... Simon, is that someone standing there? No. No, I don't see anyone. Oh, you are nervous. Oh, Simon, if only I could confide in someone, if I could tell you what I... Perhaps I already know more than you think I do. You're cold. Yes. Where's your wrap? Over there someplace in one of those decks. <laughs> I'll find it. I don't see it here, Barbara. Are you sure you... Barbara! Behind you! Look out! Barbara! Barbara! Man overboard! Man overboard! Maybe you'd like to swim too, Saint. What? She was murdered. Murdered? But 
who? I think I know who. In my head, it feels like the Aberdeen Proving Ground. I will mix you a sedative. You know, you're not looking very well. I always look like this when I'm angry. There's only one cure. Yes, I know. The lady with the scales known as Madame Justice. You know, Templer, I've been curious about uh, what makes a man like you think. Uh, well, I'll tell you. Every eight days or so, someone winds me up. Right now, I'm wound up tight. Tight with fury. Well, as a psychiatrist, I would advise you to unwind me. Ah, here we are. Now, drink this. It will put you to sleep after a while. Oh, thank you. You say you think you know who killed Barbara, Simon? I was wrong. I do know. Well, I think you ought to talk to me. Unwind yourself. Well, you think I need psychiatry, Doctor? Well, I think you're too taut at the moment. That plus your concussion it might be dangerous. Very well, Doctor. I'll unwind. I'll tell you the entire story. If you don't mind, Simon, here, this will help the rhythm. Huh? The metronome. Psychiatrists often use it. But, uh, No, no, I don't mind. I'd never met Barbara Brooks. Although I doubt if there's a human being alive who hasn't heard of her or seen her in the movies. I first saw her the day we boarded ship. There was something in her expression, in the way she walked and talked and smiled, that immediately told me here was someone I should know. Her entire demeanor was an attitude of invitation. A romance. Fear, Doctor. She was a frightened lady. She wanted someone near her. I walked over to her there on deck and immediately made myself useful. Her steward evidently had become busy elsewhere, so I tipped my hat and said somewhat idiotically, um, Get your program here, lady. You can't tell the staterooms without the numbers. I beg your pardon. Your steward seems to have deserted you. Oh. I've sailed this scow before, so if it's the direction to your stateroom you're looking well, for... Well, I would like to know. I would, too. Uh, number, please. A36, main deck. Thank you very, very much. It's this way. My, uh, my name's Templer. Simon, for short. Mm. And, of course, you're Barbara Brooks. You know, uh, we passed the bar en route to A36, main deck. Does an old-fashioned with a new acquaintance sound inviting? It will, a little later after... If we are on the ship. Ooh, there's several... I... Oh, that's deep. You've gone now, in the corner. Yeah, I think I saw the man you meant. A certain off-center gentleman named Raider. Raider, I, I don't know that name. No, surely you've heard of Phil Raider. He's just as big a star in his line of work as you are in yours. What? What is his line of work? Well, he's, uh, he's an exterminator of human beings. Mr. Tinker, I'm afraid. Well, that was obvious from the moment I first saw you. Why don't you tell me about it? No, I can't. No, I, I'd be killed. Well, as good a reason as any for not telling me, but I must warn you I have a peculiar talent for finding things out for myself. Oh, no, you mustn't do anything. Please, please. <laughs> Hello, Raider. Well, Miss Saint. Mm-hmm. World's getting smaller. Yes. Yes, but I understand you're doing your share to see that it doesn't get overcrowded. Uh, traveling for your health again, or just traveling? Just traveling. Raider, why does the mere glimpse of you rounding a corner start a lady's teeth to chattering? Lady? I don't know any ladies. Obviously. Maybe she thought I was someone else. Maybe. And if you're of a mind to annoy her, you'll wish you were. Look, Saint. Just soak up sunshine on this cruise. Don't go poking in any dark places. Might be bad for you. Oh, what sort of bad, Raider? Look, big shot, just so there's no misunderstanding. You butt in where you ain't welcome on this cruise and... Yes? And I'll kill you. How is your head, Sam? feels as if a regimental crap game was going on inside of it with jet-propelled dice. You haven't drunk your sedative yet. Here. Oh, thank you. Uh, shall I go on taking the load off of my concussion? Yes, by all means. I think I was present at the next sequence. Yes, sir. Doctor, you were. It was the night of that ridiculous costume ball ship's captains are so fond of arranging. Yes. I remember. We were at the bar together. You were a pirate, I recall. Yes, and you were a clown. The ball was loaded with clowns, some of them not even aware of their clownishness. But it was gay and sprightly, and the music was good. 
I remember our conversation, Doctor. You suddenly appeared at my elbow and said in the most shivery, sinister manner... You know, Templar, I have a confession to make to you. Well, I'm always interested in confessions, Doctor. I've had a schoolboy crush on the beautiful Barbara ever since I saw her in pictures first. <laughs> uh, tell me, what does one do about it? Well, I know exactly what I would do if I were you, Doctor. Yes? I'd consult the nearest psychiatrist. <laughs> At the prices we charge? No, thanks. <laughs> I was hoping you'd cut a fellow in on your acquaintanceship, Templar. But uh, if you won't introduce me... Uh, won't you at least show me which mask she's hiding under? I think I might be able to make my own introduction. Oh, very well, Doctor. Look for a sylph-like figure in a blue and yellow harlequin costume. Ah, uh, thank you, Templar, thank you. And if you should ever need a good psychiatrist... At the you... prices you charge? <laughs> I will be seeing you. Don't turn around, huh? Mr. Templar. I have a pistol in the small of your back. Well, now, really, is that any way to enjoy a war? Listen, Saint... And listen hard. Oh, I'm all ears, except for the small of my back, which feels abnormally large at the moment. Certain arrangements have been made, Saint. It means a big head of lettuce if they go through. So? All the signs say, keep out. See that you do. Now, don't turn around. Huh? This costume's so pretty, I'd hate to have to put a hole through my pocket. Well, it's probably just a coincidence, but I've acquired the same regard for the small of my back. Keep regarding it that way, Saint. Don't let your nose wander where it doesn't belong. And you might begin by forgetting you saw certain people aboard this boat. See, uh, just tell me how you're going to swing it, Mrs. Miller. Oh, don't be surprised. I'd recognize the notorious Lil Miller's voice on a party line. How are you going to take him, Lil? A palm base or, or perhaps a marked deck? This rod has a hair trigger, Saint. Just a touch and you're... <laughs> Lil, Lil, what's the matter? That girl there, the one in the Lil, Lil! You're, you're lucky, Saint. I, I'd have shot... Give her air. Give her air. Don't crowd. Crowd her all you want to. She won't mind now. Is she? Yes. A stiletto in the back leaves very little doubt. She's dead. You know, Simon, I would never have paid the late Mrs. Miller for a professional card shop. She was anything but the type. Professional card shops are always anything but the type, Doctor. Yeah, to think I actually played bridge with her myself, with a crook and a hot-headed one at that. Well, as my old grandmother used to say, Doctor, beware of lady thieves with red hair. <laughs> I guess the lady's red hair accounted for the lack of insulation in her temperament. Oh, how does your head feel, Simon? Better, Doctor. Much better. You still haven't touched your sedative, you know. Oh, haven't I? I think you'll find that it helps, Simon. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, shortly after the murder of Mrs. Miller, Doctor, I called on her bereaved husband and uh, partner in crime. A very interesting visit it was, too. You have the knack for making all of your visits interesting, Simon. Tell me about it. Well, I found Miller in the bar, quenching his sorrow with the merry waters of the River of Forgetfulness. Fifty grand in the palm of our hands and beep. No more Lil. No more Lil, no more sucker. No more sucker, beef. No more 50 grand. Oh, I see you valued your wife highly. Uh, who, who was the sucker, Miller? Ha-ha. <laughs> You're funny. Uh, tell me, what's Phil Raider cruising for, Miller? And uh, don't tell me it's a coincidence he's on board the same ship. You get funnier and funnier. Why is Barbara Brooks so afraid of Raider? You ain't even warm, Saint. You're a mile wide of the target. Uh, well, I'd better use a different kind of ammunition then, Miller. Yeah? Like what? Like a little murder performed on an unwilling sucker in Reno. Huh? What do you know about that? You won't like going back to Reno, Miller. It gets hot in the summertime, especially in the penitentiary. Well, uh, Raider was with Lil and me on this deal. He All right, did... Miller, put the zipper on. Uh, Raider, well, I wasn't going to say anything. Phil, honest, I was just... Give ta... it, Miller. I always knew someday you'd show canary yellow. I thought you and I had a little understanding, Saint. Well, you've got a reputation for wrong thoughts, Raider. Yeah, but right or wrong, I back my ideas up to the hilt, Saint. Keep that frog sticker undercover, Raider, or I might take it away from you. And the Dutch courage that rides with it, too. I'll keep it hidden for now. You just be careful of the places where the lights don't shine, Saint. Come on, Miller. I want to talk with you. Well, I'll be out in a little while, Phil. I, I want a drink. You've I'll... drunk enough, Canary. Come on. You'd better go, Miller. And if you can't talk your way out of it, my regards to the fishes. 
I recall it was shortly after Mr. Rader passed on his second warning that you and I met for the first time professionally. Yes, Doctor, the very next night. <laughs> well, I am very surprised at you. He had warned you to stay away from dark places. <laughs> yes, Doctor, so he had. But I'm perverse by nature, and I like to poke around. I was strolling around the deck with Barbara, getting moonburned and trying desperately to get some more information. So wonderful having you near, Simon. I, I feel safe. Safe? I refuse to accept the compliment, particularly on a moonlit night at sea. I'm referring to danger, Simon, not romance. We're often the very same thing. I'd like to join the team, Barbara. Why don't you confide in me? Because if I did, we'd both be dead by morning. I must go now. Good night, Simon. Good night. Don't turn around, Templer. I've got a... I know. A gun pointed at the small of my back. That's it. Now keep away from Barbara Brooks. Am I clear? Clear enough. Anything else? Yeah. Just so it sinks in, Saint. Take this along to remember me by... Once again, you enter the picture, Dr. Norman. You found me there, lying on the deck, basking in moonlight. And blood. Uh, go on, Simon. Tell me the rest of it. Well, after your neat job of vulcanizing me, thus saving me a trip to the ship's doctor and innumerable words of explanation, I hit upon a strategy, and my next visit found me calling in the lion's den. <laughs> I tell you, you're being made a patsy, Raider. You're on the verge of being demoted back to second-class hoodlum. I can take care of myself. Well, I admit a minor sandbagging committed in your good name doesn't amount to much, Raider. But what if the same someone likes your name and decides to use it in uh, other ways? What do you mean? I mean murder. You're a lead-pipe cinch to pay for one of your own someday, Raider. But meanwhile, how would you feel getting hung for somebody else's shenanigans? I'd be annoyed. You sure would. Look, I'm not rigged up with no murder saint. Lil meant 50 grand to us alive. That's what we figured the sucker was good for. Well, that's a good enough reason for wanting Lil among the present instead of the late, Raider. Uh, tell me, what was the angle? Blackmail? Nah, nah, nothing so crude, saint. I sponsor the party, spot him, finger him, and oil him, and the millers squeeze him through a deck of cards. Huh? Guy's a sucker for good-looking dames and card games, that's all. That sounds very uncomplicated, easy picking. The guy ain't had the coin long enough to be smart about it. Who's the guy? Yeah, he makes water heaters. Oh, the fat man with the diamonds from Passage. Yeah, that's the sucker. <laughs> I should have tumbled. Looks like you did. I thought you were out for a bust-up. 50 G's a lot of money, Saint. I figured if I could scare you, it'd be insurance. How about, uh, Barbara Brooks? Ah, deal me out. I'm not in on whatever the caper is there. She saw you the day we sailed, and she got scared. Well, maybe it's because I ain't exactly pretty. Yeah. But if you really want to know something, Saint, I'll tell you. I was propositioned on a stunt against that dame a few weeks before we sailed. I turned it down. A big dough, too. A murder deal? Yeah, a big dough to bump her off. Not for me, though. Nah, she's too prominent. Too much heat on those jobs. Who made the offer, Raider? He wasn't exactly interested in leaving his calling card, Saint. Just a John Smith, as far as I'm concerned. But he had a description, didn't he? Everybody has a description. Well, sure, sure. He was a medium-sized guy with... Hey, the lights. Who turned them off? Get down! Ah! Raider! Raider! Raider, are you... Brown. Brown tie. Blue shirt. Brown tie. Blue shirt. Brown tie. Blue shirt. <clears throat> Not a very harmonious color scheme, is it? He... Raider. Yeah. Thank you, Raider. At least your last earthly utterance was in the direction of good. Thank you. Brown tie, blue shirt. What did he mean, Simon? Well, it means that either the man for whom I search isn't a very fastidious dresser, doctor, or else... Or else... Or else he's colorblind. Blue and brown just aren't worn together. Well, no, Ah, uh, I'll take that drink now, Doctor. Oh, and the sedative I mixed for you. Your concussion. Later, Doctor, later. Very well. I can see that you're going to be a very difficult patient. I hope you don't mind drinking out of another medicine glass, huh? No, right now I prefer it. Say when? A little more, Doctor. That's fine. Has such a beautiful... 
color, hasn't it, Doctor? Yeah, hasn't it, though? Aren't you going to drink it, Simon? In a moment, Doctor, when I finish my story. Oh, yes, of course, this story. Uh, Barbara's murder was next. Yes, huh? Barbara was next. But immediately before our last meeting on deck in the fog, Doctor, I found out what she was afraid of. You did? But how? It was easy. The steward had some keys. I had some money. The steward has enough now for that chicken ranch he's always dreamed of. You broke into Barbara's stateroom. <laughs> yes. Well, what did you find, Simon? Oh, lingerie, perfume, stockings, and some letters, Doctor. Peculiar letters. Huh? Fan mail? Yes. Yes, and all from the same fan. A fan she was once engaged to marry, Doctor. A fan who loved her very much and hated her in equal proportions. Who was so torn between love and hate, he had to kill her. Ah, it's schizophrenic. You should know. What do you mean? Well, you know the classifications. You're the doctor. Oh. <laughs> Drink your sedative, Simon. A colorblind schizophrenic. I don't believe I've ever met one before, Dr. Norman. So colorblind, he mistook the green and orange harlequin costume worn by Lil Miller for the blue and yellow one worn by Barbara. That is very interesting, Simon. Poor Lil. If she'd come to the ball as anything but a harlequin, she'd have lived to take in $50,000. You're sedative, Simon. You know, you were wrong about Lil's hair, Doctor. It wasn't red. It was brown. <laughs> you said it was red. I wanted to see if you'd agree. Uh, you're sedative. Yes, of course. Hand it to me, would you, Doctor? Stay alongside the drink. Yeah. No... No, don't try to tell them apart by their aromas, Doctor. It's obvious that they're different colors. Or can't you tell? You find it, Saint. I'd like very much for you to drink it. My doctor, what a pretty purple gun you're wearing. Or is it pink? Drink up, Templar. You hardly feel it. It's just a dash of prussic acid. Uh, doctor Norman, when you give a sedative, you go overboard. Drink it, Templar. Well, you're the doctor. A toast to you, Dr. Norman. To your green shirt, blue tie, and gray handkerchief. None of which match. Here's how. Oh, my eyes! You threw it in my eyes! It was a question of your eyes or my stomach, Doctor. In my eyes, I'm blind! You'll get over it, Doctor, which is more than can be said of me if one of those wild shots of yours should hit me. I know I shouldn't practice medicine without a license, Doctor, any more than you should. But um, here's a sedative from me to you. <sighs> Pleasant nightmares, Dr. Norman. You have been listening to another adventure of the saints. The Robin Hood of Modern Crime. And now here is our star, Vincent Price. Ladies and gentlemen, in a prejudice-filled America, no one would be secure in his job, his business, his church, or his home. Yet racial and religious antagonisms are exploited daily by quacks and adventurers whose followers make up the irresponsible lunatic fringe of American life refuse to listen to or spread rumors against any race or religion, help to stamp out prejudice in our country. Let's judge our neighbors by the character of their lives alone and not on the basis of their religion or origin. This is Vincent Price inviting you to join us again next week at the same time for another exciting adventure of the saint. Good night. Michael Cramoy. Our cast included Betty Lou Gerson, Jean Bates, Frank Gerstel, Bill Conrad, and Barney Phillips. The music was composed and conducted by Harry Zimmerman. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris, is a James L. Safier production and is directed by Thomas A. McAvity. Vincent Price is soon to be seen in Harry M. Popkins' production of Champagne for Caesar, co-starring Ronald Coleman. All you Saint fans will be glad to know that the Saint comic books are on sale at all newsstands. Your announcer, Merrill Ross.
This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. everyone. The holiday season is upon us, and I'll be glued to the telly for BritBox on many a night. I've already shared with you the fact that I keep up with Father Brown and Poirot at BritBox. I also check out their new stuff, like the new series Archie, which tells the story of Archie Leach, otherwise known to millions of filmgoers as Cary Grant. This story comes from his daughter Jennifer Grant and ex-wife Diane Cannon. It's a series. The performance of Jason Isaacs, who plays Cary Grant, is top-notch. I highly recommend it. You can only find it on my favorite TV, BritBox. Sign up to BritBox today to stream Archie and other fan favorites today from any device. I have a special, limited-time offer for my U.S. and Canadian listeners. Get 50% off your first month when you sign up for a monthly plan, but only if you go to BritBox.com and use my promo code 1001STORIES at checkout. Don't wait. Get 50% off your first month. Just use promo code 1001stories at BritBox.com. Try it. You'll like it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Adventures of the Saint, starring Vincent Price. Characters created by Leslie Charterman and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes to radio, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor Vincent Price as The Saint. Waiter. Yes, monsieur. Uh, waiter, will you tell the chef of this unhappy restaurant that he'd make a better shoemaker? Monsieur. Look at this miserable concoction. It's called a salad. But, monsieur... Don't but me. But, monsieur, I have something to tell you. Yes? Someone is waiting for you at another table. Well, get back to him at once. Warn him against eating anything in this establishment. Tell him his life is in danger. Mr. Center, there is something strange about the gentleman. I think he has a gun in his pocket. Aha. <laughs> More severe critic of food than I am. Well, tell the chef he'd better flee for his life. Oh, do you wish to see him? The chef? No, he'll have to look out for himself. Not the chef, monsieur. The little man. Hmm. He is little, isn't he? Yes, sir. But desperate air about it. Well, I'll go see him. Uh, how do you do? You wish to see me? Uh, Mr. Templer, my name is Potts. Uh, how do you do? I, I need help. I'm the senior partner of Potts and Carter, jewelers extraordinary. Extraordinary. Earlier this evening, Mr. Carter was killed. Oh, too bad. Mr. Templer, it wasn't an accident. Oh? He was murdered. Oh, I see. And the police are picking you for Queen of the May. And you want me to prove you didn't murder Carter? Oh, no, Mr. Templer. No? No. I want you to prove I did. It's no use, Mr. Templer. I did kill Carter. Well, why wouldn't the police believe you? Because they couldn't find the corpse. Well, there's usually one around after a murder, you know. Somebody stole this one. Stealing corpses is a rather restricted profession. Where did you kill your partner? In our establishment on Wiltshire Boulevard. Well, that's a nice place for it. When? Earlier this evening. And then you phoned the police from the shop? No, I... I couldn't bear the sight of Carter's body. I walked over to a nearby hotel and made my call from there. And then? I returned to the shop. I didn't go into the back. Where the shooting had taken place? Yes. I waited for the police. They arrived. I told them what had happened and let them into the back. But when you got there, the cupboard was there. Yes, Mr. Templer. No one had heard the shot? 
No, you see, it's a business neighborhood. It was evening. That's understandable. May I ask you a question, Mr. Pye? Of course. Are you tired of living? Well, I don't... Oh, oh, you mean, why am I so anxious to have the police leave me? Yes. Because I shot Carter in self-defense. He's a larger man than I am. He was threatening me with physical violence. I acted only in self-defense. Oh, I see. Well, I'll drop you at your home, and, uh, Mr. Potts, you've got a job. Yes? You've got to find your partner's body. But I... Now, ask yourself where you'd go if you were... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he wouldn't be going anywhere himself. You better spend some time thinking about your friends. One of them might have removed the corpse in order to shield you. Or think of your enemies. Are you married? Yes, I am. Uh, well, anyway, an enemy of yours might have moved the body to make the killing look like... Well, like premeditated murder. One way or another, Mr. Potts, you've quite a bit to think about, haven't you? Assure me that he killed you. He what? Killed you. Shot you to amplify an already unbelievable remark. He said that? He must be insane. Well, eccentric, anyway. Uh, Mr. Carter, the situation is rather bizarre. A man confesses to a murder. The police do not believe him. He comes to me and asks me to prove him a murderer. I leave him and find myself confronting the man he claims to have murdered. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> now, perhaps it's not intended to... What do you mean? I suggest you go to the police, identify yourself to them, and ask complete protection for yourself. I don't need any protection. Potts wouldn't harm a fly. Yeah, but you're not a fly. My dear fellow, the possibility of Potts really doing me harm is something I can't take seriously. Why not go to the police anyway? I couldn't without exposing Potts to ridicule and... Your solicitude for your partner is rather touching, especially since he accused you of being a thief, of uh, stealing from the firm, to be precise. He said that? Yes. Then I have something to think about. You have something to fear? Nonsense. No. Now, a man has already confessed to your murder, and you're still alive. His confession may have been moonstruck madness, or it may have been uh, prophecy. Good night, Mr. Carlin. put out nowadays have rare and wonderful gadgets attached. Uh, pardon me, but I'm trailing a fellow. Who? A man named Carter. Do you know him? Mm-hmm. Do I know you, or should I? What do you think? Uh, Carter's cab is well in sight. Uh, just a moment. I'll take my eyes off the cab for a moment, and uh, yes, I should. What's your name? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Simon. Mm. <laughs> you know, I only bought this car yesterday. Are you part of the standard equipment? No, I go with the deluxe models only. Well, I'm so glad I paid for the extras. Uh, Claire, what? Doesn't matter. Depends on where we're going or what we do when we get there. This is a nice, quiet street. Hey, hey, wait a minute. That's the ignition key. I know. Look, you've got the key. Mm-hmm. Well, may I borrow, eh? No. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, Carter's cab is out of sight. Oh, you're cute. This is as far as we're going. And now, Simon, what are we going to do? Hey, I beg you back. Oh. oh, hello, officer. Now, this may be a residential neighborhood, but... It is? It is. But that doesn't mean you should play house here. Well, we weren't exactly playing house, officer. I was trying to persuade the lady to return my ignition key to me. Is that a fact? Lady, give him back his ignition key. All right, officer. Here you are, Simon. Thank you. Now, you take that ignition key and stick it in a lock. Uh That's right. Now you turn it. Oh, you're doing very nicely. 
Now you push the little button over there. Uh, this one? Yeah. Oh, charming. Now you shift the gear into first. You release the handbrake. Now you're a bright boy. The next time you go out with a girl, make sure your ignition key isn't showing. Now step on the gas and get the heck out of here. Simon, are you angry with me? For delaying me? Hmm, not especially. Where are you taking me? To a jewelry store. Oh, you really shouldn't. You don't know me well enough. Which jewelry store, Simon? Uh, Potts and Carter. You know the place? I should. My husband owns half of it. Oh. Uh, Potts or Carter? Potts. They must have a nice assortment of stones. What makes you think so? Potts doesn't bat in your leaf, baby. Not in his own merit. Well, I'm not so sure that's a compliment. Brood about it, huh? Because, um, he was arrived. Hey, there's a light in the back. Are you coming with me? No. Oh, why not? You think your hubby might be there? I'm brooding. All right. Just don't hatch anything. Open the door. Okay, okay. Temper. How right you are, Miss Carter. What do you want? Let's go inside. I said... I said inside. Well, come in. But... I know. You weren't expecting company. The house is a mess. What made you think I'd be here? I wasn't sure, but it was a possibility, so I came. Now that you're here... I'd like to take a look in that back room where the light is. Where the light? And I rather suspect the vault. Templar, I don't have to stand for this. No, but I've got a feeling you're going to. Let's get on with it, shall we? I, uh... I was checking stop. Well, let's both check. Wait a minute. You mightn't understand. Give me a chance to first, huh? I don't want you to come in Keep here. Keep walking. All right, all right, but... You idiot, if you think that by putting the lights out, you... Carter! Carter! Simon! Claire, I... I heard the shots. I came up. Simon, where... The light switch is near the back door. I got it. All quiet now. (gasps) Simon, at your feet. Lying half across the doorway, Mr. Carter. Eyes are open. Simon, they're open. Dead. There's blood leaking out from under him. Let's take a look at the back room. Uh-huh. Yeah, back window leading to an alley. Not so much for that. Now, the vault's open. Simon, and... how can you worry about that when the man's I've dead? I've seen dead men before. The vault's empty. I don't care. Your husband might. The police certainly would. Well, i got to go. Oh, but you can't leave me. You've got a job notifying the police. They wouldn't like it if you didn't. What are you going to do? Uh, where do you live? Bell Tower Drive. What number? 39. All right. Dial operator, ask for police headquarters, tell them all. Me, I'm going to visit with a man who confessed to a murder before it was committed. Curious to see whether he's going to stick to that confession now that the murder is a murder. <laughs> Yes, I'm peculiar. I want to see Mr. Potts at this hour. I'm sorry, but... Maybe you regret... Good heavens, sir, you pushed me aside. Tonight you win the badge for alertness. Now shut the door. Yes, sir. Where's Potts? I refuse to... You're not the usual butler. You're young, big, and you look as if you've got muscles. Yet you let me push you aside as if you were a doddering old man. Why? My father was a butler before me, sir. And his father before him. We're accustomed to dealing with gentlemen, sir. Mm, Must be quite a come-down talking to me. Where's Potts? He's not at home, sir. You sure? Quite, sir. Let's go look for him as though we didn't know he was out. But I assure you, sir, that he... Show me. Well, he's not in the house. Mrs. Potts isn't in the house either. You knew that, sir, before you looked. Tell me, um, how does she feel about her husband? I beg your pardon. All right, all right. You've given me the proper outraged response. What's your name? Anderson, sir. Anderson, make a speech. Sure. I... Uh, 
will... My father And was... his father before him. And I'll bet you they all knew exactly what cooked with the master and mistress. So do you. What cooks? Well, Mr. Potts is a very fine man. Mrs. Potts is a, a very, very fine, fine woman. woman. And you take the high road and I'll take the low road. Hey, company's coming. <laughs> I will take the low road. Butler, who am I? I don't know, sir. Good. Then tell the police all about me when they arrive. And they'll be here soon. It'll give them something to think about besides Mrs. Potts. And, uh, Anderson? Yes, sir? You think about something besides Mrs. Potts, too. Something like, uh, murder, hmm? as usual here at Potts and Carter, hmm? Yes, usual enough, I suppose, with Carter lying in the morgue and my husband. Where? Nobody knows. Police looking for him? Yes. Warrant out for him? No, of course not. Then whom have they in mind for Carter's murder? A burglar. It's obvious what happened last night. Someone was burgling the vault. Carter surprised him. The burglar shot Carter. It's a theory with a great many pleasant aspects. <laughs> it doesn't explain your husband's confession, though. Well, he was overworked. He was tired. He didn't know what he was saying. Police are afraid that maybe... Maybe he'd lost his mind or something. Yeah, I like that or something better. The theory doesn't explain your husband's accusations against Carter. Accusations of theft. Simon, I don't know anything about all this. Then why you're acting the car last night? I was worried about my husband, about Carter. And then I... I've always wanted to meet you. Oh. <laughs> why? Well, it's not the kind of thing I can talk about coldly like this. Well, we must discuss it warmly. <laughs> Some other time. Right now, what about Anderson, your butler? Anderson? I don't trust him. I know it's not done this year, mistrusting butlers, but I have a feeling he knows more than he should. More than he should about what? Why don't you find out? What? What could I? By discussing things with him. Warmly. I'm not so sure I'd like that. <laughs> I'm not making friends today. Just influencing people. I can't imagine what Anderson would or wouldn't know. Stimulate your imagination by going out to the house now and working on him. You really think it's important? Very important. Now run along. Well, all right, but for sure. I'll lock up. You go on. Will I see you later? Mm, I'll be at home. Staring up the furnace. Simon, you don't have to have a furnace. Be warm. Hmm. Well, first the back door. Mm-hmm. Locked. And now the front door. Yes, Now, don't look now, but some low characters let the air out a couple of your tires. Oh. Well, then suppose we go for a ride in your cab. Uh, 39 Bell Tower Drive. Hmm? Okay. Say, did you happen to notice the happy prankster who deflated my tires? Sure, I noticed her. Why not? I'm under 80. Oh. Oh, well, why didn't you stop her? Mister, I'm a married man. That means I'm cautious. For all I knew, maybe you're the kind of fellow who likes a girl to deflate his tires for him. It depends on the circumstances, Kathy. Not so early in the morning. Okay. Next time I'll know you don't like a girl to deflate your tires for you in the morning. You don't think it's fun? No, I think it's murder. Bell Tower Drive up ahead. Okay. Pull over here. Okay. Nice cup. Want I should wait for you? Mm, we'll both wait. For somebody to get to the house? No, for someone to leave it. Hey. Hey, mister. Yeah? There's a guy leaving the house now. Getting into a car. Good. Anderson, follow the car. Okay. Not too close, huh? Uh, not too close. There he goes. Well, we go too. Hope he ain't going on no long trip. I ain't got too much gas in the tank. Well, he's going on a very long trip, and yet I don't think he's going far. Huh? Now, space is relative, Cabby. Remember what Hamlet said? Well, I, I wasn't around at the time. I could be bounded by a nutshell, yet count myself king of infinite space. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember it now. Were it not that I have bad dreams? Nice guy, Hamlet. I wonder. I wonder, does Anderson have bad dreams? <laughs> 
dark. I, I don't like these hills when it starts getting dark. Mm, they're barren. Yeah, and they're steep. Hey, hey, the guy we're trailing is turning off the road. Private driveway. Pull up to it and start. Okay. Mm. The house is beyond the bend, quite near the road. Cabby. Yeah? I'm leaving you. Look, I want you to drive back to town. The instant you hit a place with a phone, call the police. Yeah, and tell them what? To warm a cell for a murderer. They can pick the murderer up here. Okay, pal. Uh, don't do nothing with. Oh. oh. Oh, hello, Anderson. Fancy finding me here, hmm? Temple. Mr. Templer, whatever would your grandfather say? What do you want? I'm admiring the country home of the Potts. By the way, where is Mr. Potts? I don't know. Oh, who's that, a sick friend? Stay away from that door. Nonsense. It looks like a charming door. Works, too. <laughs> Mr. Potts, tied and gagged. I told you to stay away I from I don't me. accept advice graciously, nor do I care for large... With lantern jaws. But lantern jaws are handy to hit. Now for you, Mr. Potts. Well, get the gag out of your mouth. There. You feel better? Oh, uh, oh uh, don't rush it. Your hand. Hmm. Nice stuff. Huh? Shh, shh, quiet. Look out behind you. Oh. Oh, hello, Claire. Hello. So glad you dropped in. You are? Yes. Remember I warned you about your butler? It was he who brought your husband here, tied him up, etc. That's interesting. Uh, you should ask me why I suspected him. Oh, all right, I'll tell you. When I visited your house and met Anderson for the first time, we had a little chat, in the course of which he remarked that I knew you weren't in the house before I searched it. That was hard, you know. Why? Because how did he know I'd seen you outside the house unless... Unless what? Uh, uh, let me help you to your feet, Mr. Barclay. I, I can't move. Uh, standing up will help restore the circulation. Unless what, Mr. Templer? Oh, tut, tut. So formal, Mr. Templer. Unless, Claire, you told him. Why should I have told him that? Obviously, because you and he were in on this little plot together. Plot? To kill Carter and frame your husband for the murder. Thus, you would inherit the business. And the butler. You're charming, Simon, but fantastically wrong. You're implying Anderson killed Carter. No, no. He'll go to the gas chamber as accessory. To whom? To you. Silly. Carter was shot from the back room. I was out front with you. You were at the front door, that's true. Carter was shot as as he was going into the back room. His back, therefore, was to us. And yet, if you remember, he was shot in the back. Afterwards, we remarked how he lay face upward with the blood coming out from underneath him. You aren't a fool, are you? Oh, dear, dear. I was wondering how long it would be before you produced the pistol. Mr. Potts, can you stand alone? I, I can't. I'm falling. Oh, then fall in your wife's direction. Oh. All right. Mrs. Potts, your gun, if you please. Thank you. Well, that's a good deal better. The police will be here shortly, and that will be that. Oh, relax, Mr. Potts. You've fallen to rise again, but your wife, I'm afraid, has deflated her last tire. There, here you are, Mr. Potts, in good health. Mr. Templer, how could I have killed Carter and not killed him? Simplicity itself, Mr. Potts. Your gun had been carefully loaded with blanks. Carter pretended to be dead. But why should he have done that? Your wife must have persuaded him that by doing that, he would escape going to jail for theft. She'd have a hold over oh, you and... she's not a very nice woman, is she? Mm, no. With uh, Carter murdered, she was preparing to have you disappear permanently. It would seem to the police that you'd killed Carter and fled to the country. I can't thank oh, you. don't bother. It was fun. But in the future, Mr. Potts, before you confess to murdering anyone, be sure you murder him. You have been listening to another adventure of the saint, the Robin Hood of modern crime. Now here is our star, Vincent Price. Ladies and gentlemen, freedom is everybody's job. The Bill of Rights established our freedom and protects it. But freedom demands that each of us carry out our duties as a citizen. To vote in an informed way so that the best man is placed in public office. To serve on juries. To take an active interest in public issues. Remember, by making our form of government work better here, we strengthen democracy everywhere. 
This is Vincent Price inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another exciting adventure of the saint. Good night. That wraps it up for tonight's show at 1001 Radio Grime Solvers. We really enjoy good reviews, so when you have a chance, say something nice about a selection of shows, or maybe suggest some to us. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30 percent in 2023 if you're in a bind this tax season lifelock can help our u.s-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues and all lifelock plans are backed by the million dollar protection package so we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft help protect your information this tax season with lifelock save up to 25 percent your first year at lifelock.com aware